Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The readings for this weekend speak to us about humility and pride. You know, there's a great story about Clark Gable. He was friends with a very famous photographer, and one day he invited the photographer to come to his house and take pictures of him. Now, the photographer arrived and started taking pictures of Clark Gable. Now, Clark Gable instinctively assumed poses of characters that he played in previous movies. He was constantly playing these roles of other characters, and never himself. Finally, his friend, the photographer, became so frustrated and upset with him, he yelled at Clark Gable and said, Hey, I came over here to take pictures of you, not your characters. A humble person can honestly be themselves, always and everywhere. Such a person is in no need of status symbols or to place someone they are not. As a virtue, humility means to be rooted in God. A Christian knows that he or she is and all that they have is a gift from God. Therefore, a person that practices humility is in constant need of God. Now, compare and contrast that to pride, which is the opposite of humility. At the heart of pride is the person that's turned inward to themselves. We would say they're navel-gazing. Their whole attitude in life is about their needs, their wants, and their desires come first. Everything else and everyone else takes a back seat to themselves. People of pride are consumed about themselves and no one else. They're constantly asking the questions, what do the people think about me? What are they saying about me? Did I make a good impression at the party last night? Pride is one of the seven deadliest sins. And so you may say, well, why is that? Because a person of pride is a person whose ego has eclipsed the presence of God in their life. Essentially, they pushed God out because they're so obsessed with themselves. Now, you could say pride starts off very innocent. Think about it. At a very early age, we are conditioned to seek the praise of others. Mom and dad, maybe our teachers, in our grade schools. You know, what are the first things that we want to do? We want to get good grades. You know, to win the praise of mom and dad or our teachers. We want to do well in sports to win the praise of our coach. Later on in life, we begin to work in a career and we want to hear the praise of our boss, of our supervisor, telling us we were doing good work. But what's the potential danger or the pitfall of this? Our happiness now depends upon other people. You say to yourself, I need you and your approval of me in order to be happy. And if I don't get your approval of me, then I'll be miserable. The problem with that is 
people are fickle. You know, if my happiness is based upon people and their ever-changing expectations, their likes and their dislikes, I'm in big trouble. I'm going to be an emotional wreck, a basket case. A good question that we have to ask ourselves is, who really is popular in this world? Who gets all the attention in this world? Do the saints? Do people that live good spiritual and moral lives, people that live lives of prayer, do they receive all the attention? Hardly. Instead, the people that are very popular in the eyes of our world are pop stars, Hollywood stars, maybe millionaire moguls, or sports stars. Give you a great example of this. Just recently, over the past few days, we recognized the anniversaries of the death of Lady Diana as well as Mother Teresa. Now, what's so interesting about this is the fact that they both died within days of each other. Now, compare and contrast their funerals. Lady Diana's death and funeral dramatically overshadowed Mother Teresa's. Lady Diana's funeral was broadcast on TV for the whole world. It had 24-hour nonstop coverage. And when you look at Mother Teresa's funeral, we were lucky, lucky, if we saw maybe one or two photographs of her funeral. It's a great example of what the world really pays attention to, what is popular in our world. This is the reason why Our happiness cannot depend upon what the world decides what will make us happy. More to it, if our sense of self-worth is dependent upon how the world defines honor, we're in big trouble. Or, if our sense of self-esteem is based upon how the world praises us, yes, we are in very grave danger. Now, the readings help us find a solution to this problem. Go to the first reading from the book of Sirach. It begins, it says, My child, conduct your affairs with humility. Then you will be loved more than giver of gifts. Humility, that's the key to the spiritual life. There's a great story about St. Augustine. A person came up and asked him, What are the three most important things in the spiritual life? Without missing a beat, St. Augustine said, Humilitas, humilitas, humilitas. Humility. Humility comes from the Latin root word, humus, which means ground. If we are practicing humility, we are grounded in who we are, in relationship to God and others. We are grounded in our identity as servants of God, rooted in our faith, such that your faith, your relationship with God, becomes the central organizing principle in your life in such a way that everything in your life flows from your faith. Your relationships with family members or friends is touched by your faith. Your work and whatever you do is touched by your faith. The activities that you have in your life, whether it's golf, bowling, soccer, whatever it is, it's touched by your faith. Now, one could argue humility is the bridge, the bridge that leads to holiness. Where is this most clearly seen? In the lives of the saints. If there's one common thread that is woven in all the lives of the saints, it's humility. 
all the saints are grounded. They're rooted in their faith in who they are in relationship to God and others. Now, what's the opposite of humility? Well, pride. What does pride do? It uproots us, such that we are no longer grounded in our relationship with God and others. Worse yet, it creates a tendency for us to think that we are in no need of God, nor are we in no need of practicing our faith. Everything is about me, says the prideful person. Now, this is highlighted in the gospel, and this is precisely what Jesus is getting at in the gospel reading. Notice how it begins. On the Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing Jesus carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing places of honor at the table. Now, we have seen this from time to time ourselves people jockeying for positions, whether we've seen it at work or maybe parties or social gatherings. You know, the apostles are not immune from this at all. Remember the story, the mother of James and John? She approaches Jesus and she says, Lord, I have a request for you. Please allow my sons to sit one on your left and one on your right. Or remember the story in which the apostles are arguing. Jesus comes up to them and says, you know, what are you arguing about? And they were arguing about who is the greatest apostle. So the apostles themselves are not immune from this jockeying for positions of power. Jesus notices it. And they're jockeying for positions such that they can be noticed at this banquet and dinner table. Now, what is Jesus' advice? Do just the opposite. Seek not to be noticed. Why? Because God has already noticed the good things that we do in his name. And that's all that counts. I would argue all of us practice humility, but we do it in different ways. I'll give you some examples. You go to church sometime in the afternoon or the evening during the day of the week. No one notices you. No one sees you enter the church. And you go there to pray, not for yourself, but maybe for family members, friends, or fellow parishioners. I would argue there is more truth and more value in that simple act of praying for other people than the applause of thousands of people. Or you are a parent of maybe a small child in grade school, and you're sitting at the kitchen table helping your child with their homework. Nobody notices it. Nobody sees you do it. And yet, in that act of charity, I would say there's more truth and more beauty in that act of charity than the admiration of a hundred people at a party. And so, we all practice humility, but we do it in different ways. One last thing to think about. Notice what Jesus says at the end. When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or relatives in the case they invite you back for repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. We have to guard against the temptation that sometimes our generosity or our charity can be a disguise to bring about honor for ourselves. It's the old quid pro quo. I will do good things for you provided you reciprocate and do some things for me. Well, faith isn't not like that at all. 
Notice Jesus' response, just the opposite. You know, do good works and expect nothing in return. See, when we do that, our motivation is genuine and sincere because we're practicing humility. Again, we have to always remember, faith is not based upon a quid pro quo. We can't say to God, okay, God, I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to come to Mass every weekend, provided that you give me a good health and a good family and a good career. Well, God doesn't function that way. His love for us is always genuine. His grace is always sincere. That's why it's so important for us to practice humility. Always be grounded in our relationship with God and others. Grounded such that our love for God and others is always genuine and sincere. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.